0: Good morning everyone dr stillman and jim laird here from largo florida although we're about on time and on time about to become airbnb vagabonds and today we are going to be talking about why light is such a big deal something we talk a lot about but if you're new to what we do and you don't know us very well then it's something that we need to make sure we explain very carefully and very seriously because it is one of the single biggest things we see moving the needle for people and we're all about Moving the needle. So good morning, Jim. How are you doing? I'm great. Just uh, lots going on, man. Yeah, lots going on. So make sure that you're on our email list so that you can stay up to date with us where we are, what we're doing. And don't forget, every Thursday, there is a webinar that's only for people on the email list. If you don't catch it live, it goes into a paid program for us. So be sure you're on the email list. We're going to have more perks for the email list subscribers soon. Stay tuned for that. More on that later. So, And you can watch the replay of that if you miss,
1: because it's Thursdays, it's actually today, the one today you're doing is on iron overload. That's right. The one next week is on detox. That's and right. If you miss the time at 10am on Thursdays, you
0: can watch the replay. So right, get, get on the email list. So light, light is really important. Jim and I have both had a very interesting journey ourselves with light. And then both of us in our, you know, professional lives, Jim coaching people and me doctoring people taking care of patients have seen how powerful light is in determining whether or not you get sick and die young or live a long and healthy life and recover from chronic problems. So the reason why light is so important is, and I basically, to make this simple, I usually split light into three different segments, because that's the easiest way to think about it. So there's infrared light. And there's, and when I'm talking about light, I'm going to start with sunlight. Uh, So sunlight's what we're naturally most adapted to or best adapted to. We've got three big categories of light in sunlight. There's infrared light, which you perceive as heat. That's the heat of the sun hitting your skin. It's part of what makes it feel so good. There's visible light. Visible light times your circadian rhythms. That's why the sun waking up in the morning coming through your window tends to get you out of bed, even if you're still tired. That's why if you scroll through your phone all night, which is brightly lit and full of blue and green light and visible light, you can stay awake for long periods of time. And that's also why when blue and green light disappear from your environment, let's say it's night and you're around a campfire or you've got dim lighting or amber lighting like old incandescent bulbs, it's easier to go to sleep. You may have noticed that if you didn't, it's true. Try it. And then the third big category of light is ultraviolet light. So ultraviolet light, you probably have heard that UVB light, part of the UV spectrum makes vitamin D, UVA, makes and modulates a lot of different hormones and neurotransmitters in the body. I can go on and on about that for long periods of time, but it's a lot of its academic UV lights also vilified as the uh, cause of, of skin cancer. But what I like to say is that if the sun causes skin cancer, then spoons make people fat. Because I think that's a really unfair. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a really unfair, um, Yeah, that the sun has, has, uh, has received from the dermatologists and it's not totally untrue, right? But just as you know, spoons don't make people fat. Um, I don't think it's fair to blame the sun for all skin cancers. There's a lot of other factors that go into whether or not you get skin cancer and then how, and the sun actually has been shown in some cases to be uh, protective against skin cancer risk. And if you want more on that, I did a great masterclass on this called how I heal people with UVB light. In my practice where i go through some of this literature so that's the like fifty thousand foot view of light and so one of the things that jim and i will tell people to do right away is to take three 10 minute walks outside each day because it gets them that red and infrared light from the sun the visible light and the blues and the greens to help time their circadian rhythms and then if they're in the right latitude in the right season they're going to be getting some uv light that will help help boost their vitamin d and actually support their overall health and well-being And we see this having an immense impact on people. Uh, We see, you know, women who've got hot flashes, hormonal issues, fatigue, brain fog, sleep problems. All of a sudden, a lot of those problems can go away. Men see improvements generally in their energy levels. They often see a more stable and positive mood. Uh, They often have more mental clarity, drive, focus. And that's, that's the top, those are the top, I would say, testimonials people give me from this simple habit, and it's part of why we start people with this in the fundamentals of wellness. So that's the fifty thousand foot view of light, Jim. What are your thoughts on that? And what?
1: Well, we have a little leaf blur going on in the background, so hopefully, okay, Steve Nerd will do a good route. job taking that out. But uh, we are authentic here. Um, I, I think light and and stress management are the two biggest things that most people uh, are lacking. And, mm. and I can say this from my own experience, you know, getting my circadian rhythms in order, getting out in nature, getting more skin in the game saved my life. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it regulates your immune system, it regulates your hormones, it regulates your digestion. Everything is basically bound to this. If you look at the literature, if you look at the studies that are coming out, circadian rhythm, your circadian rhythm and having a functioning circadian rhythm is basically tied to everything. So. You know, if right. you don't have your natural environment, if you're not getting out in more natural light, you're probably going to have issues. It doesn't mean it's going to miraculously cure everything you've got, but it's definitely a major contributor. You'd be
0: surprised how much progress it can make for you.
1: Right. But we don't want to oversell things. We don't want to tell people if you just get know. more sun, it's going gonna, it's gonna to solve all of your problems. It's going to, you know, it's going to uh, do your taxes for you and stuff. It's not going <laughs> to do that.
0: But, right. Right. But,
1: you know, we definitely that needs to be part of the foundational uh, stuff, because, you know, it's just like if you put an animal in a zoo and you take it out of its natural environment, what do you think is going to happen? So you have to make deliberate choices to um, get enough nature and enough natural light into your life to, to overcome your indoor uh, existence. Right.
0: And more and more people are talking about this in the health and wellness space you know, Huberman comes to mind, he talks about this a lot. I think, though, that a lot of people get lost in the data lost in the papers lost in thinking about it, learning about it. And they don't take action, right? Because a lot of the time they're listening to experts, influencers, gurus who don't actually coach people don't actually treat patients. And it's a big difference between, hey, you know, you should get more sunlight. And here's how you can do that practically. Because we constantly get the objection from people, well, I work indoors and there's no, no windows and I, my boss doesn't care. Uh, you know, I live in a cold, dark place like Minnesota, how am I supposed to go outside three times a day without freezing my toes and fingers off? Um, all of these different objections we get from people as far as making this change, we've handled over and over and over again. And sometimes what people don't realize is their, their barrier to getting outside is a problem with other parts of their lifestyle right like if they're very sensitive to the cold are they eating the right diet are they getting enough exercise are they for example using sauna is there more they could be doing to support their metabolism so that they can tolerate cold temperatures and then being outside which you know it's a it's a, it's a frosty like 50 degrees here in florida this morning um but, you know, we know it's a lot colder other places. I just watched a video from somebody <laughs> in Idaho last night, and it was snowing. So we uh, – <laughs> and, and
1: I'm sitting out here in a T-shirt just well, really because enjoying because myself. You're,
0: you're, you, you've got so much muscle mass. You just change.
1: Well, I also grew up somewhere where it was regularly 40 below zero on a regular basis. So, um, yeah. But I think, true, people have a tendency, just like with exercise or diets or whatever, mm-hmm. is to go from one extreme to the other right? Mm -hmm. So if you haven't had any natural light in your life for a long time, you don't go bake in the sun for two hours in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. You start with morning light, you start slow, you start just by getting walks, you start by getting, you know, more skin in the game, and you start slowly, and you gradually increase these things um, to the point where, you know, I can stay out in the sun in Mexico and Nicaragua in the afternoon, I feel when I'm getting too much, I get in the shade, I don't burn, you know, because i've spent so much time outside so people go from like i don't get any sun at all you know when i started i had to start really slow because my eyes literally hurt when i when i was out in natural light because i just wore sunglasses all the time so people have a tendency to swing from one extreme to the other and we want to gradually bring people along and find the right dose for them right and we can't go
0: mm -hmm. we've seen people come to us who said you know i heard that i've got a you know go outside without sunglasses but i can't do that it hurts too much mm-hmm. we've seen all kinds of things from super sensitive skin to super sensitive eyes yep. to total heat intolerance you know like i can't go outside past may where i live because mm-hmm. these are those symptoms that are debilitating to me act up we help people understand okay well this is what that means and here's how we can adapt this for you so that you can still get the benefit while also addressing underlying causes of your inability to, say, tolerate heat, tolerate cold, which then allows you to get outside because that getting outside has so many other ancillary benefits. And that's actually another thing that I'm reminded of with the, when we talk about this topic is so many people who come to us, too. They are chasing the therapeutic lights. They're buying saunas. They're buying red and infrared light therapy devices. And I understand people doing that. And we, of course, use red and infrared light saunas light therapy devices in what we do, because we see the value and the benefit to people. However, at the same time, the key and the foundation of this is actually sunlight. You've got to start with sunlight on your skin and in your eye, even if it's through a pair of sunglasses, even if it's wearing uh, a barrier protection clothing, um, like a UV guard, rash guard, sunscreen, I don't use any sunscreen except for the ones that have uh, zinc oxide in them, because that's the product I consider to be most safe. And um, I would call it biocompatible with the human body. There's tons of toxic stuff in sunscreen. It's actually part of one of the reasons why I think if you look at the literature, there's convincing links between certain sunscreen and sunscreen ingredients, and skin cancer, which is why I think it's very unfair. Another reason I think it's very unfair to blame skin cancer on the sun
1: yeah rommel snuck into the house he squeezed his way in
0: for those of you listening on the podcast jim had to take a moment off screen to go get his dog and we do want to point out that you know we're not a professionally produced podcast and we make a point of that um because we want we live what we believe jim believes that being outside is the best thing for him makes him feel better it's you know i i am working towards this more and more right and that means being outside where there's occasionally leaf blowers Um, or your dog wanders into the house and you have to go get him and pull him back out as he just did. And we encourage you guys to lead these kinds of lives because we see the benefits when people are in our, you know, programs as patients in the practice or in the coaching programs in the coaching practice.
1: Well, and a lot of times the skin cancer thing, I I think, you know, people have a tendency to only go outside when it's the most intense, right? Right. And and they don't spend enough time in the mornings and the evenings. And you might be in a place where your your eyes really bother you. You're not in a good place. You might need to start with sitting in the shade outside for you know a few minutes, starting in right. the mornings. A lot of times, you know the heat intolerance or the cold intolerance, you just haven't started with a low enough dose. It's the same thing with exercise. A lot of yes. people will be like, I've sat on my couch for 10 years and now I'm gonna go try and run a 5K. Well, let, let, let's start with- working, Recipe you know, for disaster. Or you might need to start on the floor. You might not be in good enough shape to walk so a lot of people try and start you know they're they're trying to drive to uh they're trying to drive to nicaragua and they want to start in mexico when they're in florida you can't you it'd be really nice if you could start in mexico but but you can't so yeah here's a good question another thing that i see people
0: doing um, before we get to this question is they'll hear that they need more light and then they can't get the light and then they feel bad about themselves because they can't get the light and they beat themselves up because they say, "Well, there's got to be something wrong with me," yeah. and or they'll beat themselves up for keeping their kids inside or keeping themselves inside because they didn't know about this. Those mindsets actually create a lot of illness yeah. and dis-ease as well, which we have to help people overcome, and you know, create a positive mindset around this so that they. Yeah, can really you have to do.
1: Home. You have to do the best you can, and the human body is an, an incredibly resilient. And so, if you if you do the best you can, um, sometimes it's not going to be optimal or ideal. But the more things that you can do uh, to make you more resilient, the more the more you can get away with intentionally. Right. And, and everyone's a little bit different. Some people are going to have to really buy into certain things to to swing the needle. Yeah. Other people, a little bit's going to go a long way. And that that that's just kind of you have to figure that out for yourself.
0: And the beauty of our mastermind programs and mastermind sessions. Also known as group coaching co- programs and group coaching sessions, is that we, people will come to us and they'll say, Look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, this month, should I buy a sauna or should I buy an EMR tech firestorm? Should I spend more time walking outside or should I, you know, um, put money into light therapy devices? Uh, should I, you know, focus on taking a vitamin, should I take a vitamin D supplement or should I buy a Spurdy vitamin D lamp? And the great thing about having continuous contact with people in coaching programs and mastermind sessions is that we can help them figure out, okay, here's what you do this month. Now do that, come back to us next month, tell us what happened, right? And then we help you iterate your approach so that you can get the results that you want, which is a lot more valuable to people than a one-size-fits-all course, which we do have, uh, but it lacks the ability to be tailored to your unique situation, which all of you are in. Uh, whether that's your your budget for your health and wellness every month in terms of you know dollars you can spend time you can spend um, what you have available to you in your local community environment et cetera, we help people figure that out when they get into these calls with us well the nice thing about the fundamentals of wellness is the calls are weekly so yes there's a lot we can, of calls in the fundamentals we can of also
1: help you from from spinning out of control because a lot of times people will and this happened in my gym all the time people would start going off course and then we'd have a discussion about it and i'd be like well you know, you got to do this, this, and this, get back on track. Just have that reminder. Yes. It's just like Dr. Stillman has a business coach to help him, you know, be more accountable in certain ways and to, to give him advice. Uh, a lot of this stuff, um, you know, doesn't come naturally for certain people. Certain skills, certain uh, skill sets need to be developed, need to be uh, reminded. And then also there's certain things that you might not be as good at, and that's where you need to find people to help you right so having someone who's objective to look at what you're going through and give you advice and help keep you on track because very few people are able to um self-regulate and make good strategy choices over the long haul especially in a world where the world is set up to pull you away from what would naturally make you healthy
0: and they get um mixed up over where the where the value is so i've seen people come in who are waking up at four o'clock in the morning to do sauna, light therapy, other other healing things like, you know, detox protocols and whatever, without getting into too many details. And I said to them, look, you're cutting your your sleep short, two, three, four hours. You need sleep to recover, right? You need sleep to be healthy and well. This isn't a good strategy. You need to find things in your day that you can move on to someone else you know outsource these problems or just say hey i I can't be responsible for this anymore i'm too overextended Uh, because we will see this over and over again they'll get distracted by these things that they've heard are good for them and it will distract them from the fundamentals and they'll get much worse outcomes long term because they allow themselves to get distracted now sometimes we have to really work hard to tailor this to them because they say look I have real serious constraints in my working schedule um, or my family. Just, we have these problems and I have to be available to ailing grandparents, troubled kids, stepkids, cousins, brothers, husbands, whatever. Um, We see that all the time, uh, but we need to have a conversation about how we can help you meet your needs and your family's needs uh, or your work requirements or whatever while also taking care of yourself because you know the biggest mistake one of the biggest mistakes we see people making is they basically mortgage their health in order to meet someone else's needs whether that's an employer spouse child parent grandparent or anyone else in life
1: you got you got to take care of yourself first man you got to put the oxygen right. mask on yourself self and right. the thing is too i would always tell people that we're like looking to lose body fat or you know reap you know you know recompose like get a recomp on their body they'd get up and do the 5 a.m boot camp 5 30 boot camp like look you're better off sleeping a couple extra hours than you are you know getting up and 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 throwing everything off get that extra sleep that's going to go in the long run that's going to go a long way for recovery being able to train you know consistently feeling good all the things you're much better off sleeping in in my opinion of course there's some people that Work out at four thirty, five in the morning, and have done well for a long time. Um, good for them, you know. But it, that just
0: because somebody can get away with it doesn't mean that you need to too. So, James asked question: How many hours before bedtime should we avoid light? So, there's no hard and fast to this. It depends on your sleep schedule. So, for example, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I've got to be awake at five o'clock for an early morning shift." How many hours of light should I avoid before bed? I'm going to say, okay, you're waking up at five. Uh, We want you to get eight hours in bed, so you can hopefully get seven to eight hours of sleep. Let's say eight hours before 5 p.m. is 9 p.m. I like to see three to four hours before bedtime without blue and green light. That means you're either wearing, I don't have them in front of me, but blue blockers and or you're using red filters on your phone and or you're um, uh, using low blue light bulbs in the home. So for those three to four hours, so if you're going to bed at nine, waking up at five, three to four hours before nine would be five, six at night. And that would be what I recommend. Now, obviously, let's say you uh, work the night shift, and uh, it's not really a good option for you, because we don't, you know, blue blockers, if you're working the night shift are really tough, because they may change your color perception, and they'll make you sleepier, and that will make you slower. So if you need to be able to react quickly and you need to be sharp, like a bouncer, security guard, many of the other people who work night shift, right? Um, You may not want to wear blue blockers in order to have optimal job performance. Let's say you're going to bed at two o'clock in the morning on that kind of schedule. Well, right, if you're gonna get eight hours of sleep, you gotta be going, going to sleep at two, waking up at 10. That means that ideally three to four hours before bed, you'll be putting those blue blockers on. But if you can't, that's actually a situation where I would use something like melatonin On those working nights to help somebody make up for that that difference but anyway jim thoughts on that any anything to add i I basically when the sun goes
1: down is when i start really paying attention to making sure i'm not have any really bright lights exposed you know no overhead stuff um i'm not i'm not super nuts about it but um you know that, that's basically what i do and, and then obviously if you have to work night shift you just have to understand you're you're, you're trading your health you know and so maybe you need to do it yes. for, but preferably we, we we would counsel people to like get away from night shift yeah but if you're working nights you definitely wouldn't want to like train like a maniac during those night shift times you want right. to make sure you put yeah. your harder training on days where you're getting you know you're not working the night shift so you would you would basically do more restorative stuff And then you would there's all sorts of Huberman has a whole podcast on things you can do to to mitigate night shift. Uh, But the best way to mitigate night shift is to not do it. But, you know, sometimes things happen, you know, maybe you're maybe you're a paramedic, maybe you're a firefighter or police officer, um, you know, and then we just do we can to manage manage that. You're obviously going to want to make sure your diet's in order, make sure when you do get sleep, it's high quality, the room's super dark. Uh, you know, doing all the things you can to do the best you can to mitigate that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Krista asks, is there any way to still get into the HTMA course? Unfortunately, we've closed uh, enrollments. We're limiting into 30 because we want to provide a high level of service and give people plenty of time on the calls. Uh, we will be running this again in the spring, Krista. And if you're interested in that, you can go to my link tree, uh, go to Dr. Stillman's special offers. And there's a there should be a link to the waiting list, right, Jim? Is that still there?
1: Well, what you do is just t- type, you know, click on the HTMA course link, and that's going to take you to a page that's going to mm-hmm. put you on a wait list. And then it's going right. to give you the ability to buy the course. So you can buy the course. And then what will happen is, is the next time you, uh, we release this, we send an announcement out to people just in the course, give them the opportunity to buy into the mastermind coaching. And that course will be discounted from the price. So you get, an, you get that. We usually send that out for three days and that's just to the people in the course. And then we release it to the people on the wait list like we did this last time and it almost sold out. And then we release it to the public when they do the webinar. And I think we only had three or four spots available when we did the webinar and, that, and it sold out like five minutes after the webinar. So,
0: so make sure that's the, the best way to do it. And that way are you can. We're not on the you, list.
1: That way you can go through the course. There's a lot of great stuff in there. There's they did a they added a thing to the end of the course, which actually gives you like a quick start guide on how to like interpret and how to do that sort of thing. So there's a lot of information to go through. So if you actually get into the course now, you get to go through the information and then the next time they release the coaching, you'll be able to fly right in and really be in tune with the questions and the Q and A's and all that sort of thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, James mentions, I feel blessed to have access to a world-class powerlifter and doctor every morning and twice on Thursday, James, we're glad to have you here. And on that note, drop us a like, share comment. The algorithm doesn't like us because we speak the truth as we see it and not as the narrative tells us to. So as always, thank you all for watching. Take care. Have a great day. Don't forget to get outside, Jim, anything you want to add?
1: That was very good. Very eloquent. Thank you. We encourage free thought and that's why they don't like us.
0: That's right.